0: Hi, it is of course time for another episode of Pie Tina Chat, the podcast from the Life of Pi channel. My name is Grace and let's hop into it. This week we are going to be talking about politics. I know, big taboo topic and we're getting into it early on in uh, in the series. But a lot has happened in politics in the last... Literally 48 hours since I was filming this. So I'm filming this on Sunday, the 21st of January. And I don't know if you guys have heard, but um, America is in shutdown. Yeah, that's right. It's in shutdown, like a computer. So it's not, of course, in that uh, the sense that uh, Trump has been impeached. Hopefully that day will come soon, but that day is not today. This means that a lot of the government ran... Um, organizations such as defense force, post, uh, passport officers, um, all those kinds of things that you associate as a body of the government has ceased working. Now, when I say ceased working, I don't mean it's completely stopped working. So, some officers have. Passports, for example, have stopped working completely. There's a few others that I can't quite think of, but they have just that's it. They're not. They're not working. Um, Defence force will continue to work. Uh, however, the male and female and people that don't identify um, as it with the gender uh, personnel of the forces will remain on duty. However, unpaid. So, I mean, you should probably give them a. If you're American, thank your uh, service, your armed forces or personnel because they're currently working for you guys without pay and of course the post is still running so don't worry Americans your post is still going to be coming in but it is very interesting I think the topic of politics because we live in a world that has so many different um political kind of I guess uh parties no, I said that. But the way that our our governments work is, is also varying. You've got democratic governments uh, like Australia, and you've got governments that are like kind of actually more like oligarchies. So they're actually like ran by a royal family, who the prince is quite often also a a president. It's all very strange. So um, politics is just a very interesting topic. I think for for Australia and um, and for the world. And it is constantly changing, especially as we become a more uh, globalized world. Where we have a lot more people being calling themselves global citizens. And politics really isn't just about the country anymore. It's about uh, making relationships with other countries. For example, Australia has very uh, strong ties to America, obviously, and to uh the asia pacific region so we want to you know look after those ties whereas europe is currently going through brexit because the mainly older voters in britain decided that they wanted to leave uh the eu whilst younger voters wanted to stay in the eu so it's all happening in the world right now uh brexit of course if you didn't know what was going on um which have you been living under a rock or do you just not care about politics uh it's fine if you if you have been living under a rock or don't care about politics, but just so you know, Brexit is essentially uh, pretty much British exit, what it sounds like. Uh, Britain, of course, used to be a part of the EU, which if you don't know what that is, then dear God, read a book. It's the European Union. And um, they kind of were... I guess a great way to compare it to things that probably actually not many of you guys are gonna get this reference is kind of like the United Federation of Planets. So what you see in Star Trek, pretty much, uh, they were the a lot of European countries. I can't remember how many, but a lot of major European countries kind of that came together, formed what's called the European Union. Don't ask me when it was formed. I think it was formed after perhaps the Second World War. Um, could have been a little bit earlier, but yeah. You know you know i live in australia we're an island we like to be insula so yolo um <laughs> but no so they basically were all of the european countries that decided to join the european union all together they had like a lot of uh, free trade kind of agreements travel was the biggest i think that everyone knows because if you had a british passport you could travel anywhere within europe without having to get a visa could work anywhere within Europe without having to get a visa and you can live anywhere in Europe without having to get a visa so a lot of those like British citizens that were living in France or living in Italy kind of in a bit of a tricky spot now because if they didn't have a dual citizenship and were just there on the whole EU visa thing then they're kind of screwed they're going to be sent back home potentially so that's Brexit so that's, that's the politics that are going on like up there in in the UK and in Europe. and then you have America, who's in shutdown. And I'm going to make it very clear now, if you are friends with me on Facebook, you will know that I am not the biggest fan of Donald Trump. I think that he is grossly underqualified to be the President of the United States of America. Not to mention he looks like an actual pumpkin. I mean, how much fake tan can one person use and not just fake tan but fake tan like circa the 1990s to 2000s when people didn't quite know how to use it properly and didn't know how to get that really nice beach glow he just still looks like a pumpkin like donald we're past those days you can have like a nice glow you'll still look ridiculous yes but you can look nice part of the problem too though is that he, I, I think that the orange is just seeped into his skin so anyway i don't really like donald fair enough uh, I mean, not many women who I think are of a, hmm, politically forward minus point would. Um, basically, I think the whole thing of how Trump got in was because a lot of the voters that would never vote before, so some people might call them rednecks kind of came out and actually voted for the first time in a very long time, which actually said something about how much people disliked Hillary Clinton, or they just disliked the idea of having a female president, but in saying that, people are kind of trying to get Michelle Obama to run for 2020, so anything's possible. Um, So yeah, so the American government is in shutdown, which is just typical. Basically, it's a big shock because the Republican uh, Party, I believe that is correct, um, which is Donald's party, the Conservatives, actually have a majority in both the House of Reps and the Senate. So, oh, is it Senate or Congress? Either one of those ones. Basically, the Australian version of the two houses. Um, so it's it's very rare that a government will go into shutdown. And like I think the vote was like fifty-one to forty-nine for the government to actually like for. All those government-run institutions beyond to shut down, so it was like a big thing, and it could actually potentially last for a few weeks. Um, as far as I know, it will not affect travel going in and out of the U.S. I really hope it won't, because I'm supposed to be there in about two weeks. I'm flying into Hawaii, so mm, that'll be a bit of a uh, shame if they're like, "Oh Lord, jokes, airport's not open." No, I'm kidding. Airports will still be running, so uh, ground staff, uh, air traffic controllers they're kind of people that also run under government funding, they'll still be working, so you can still travel in and out. From what I got from the gist of this by doing a bit of Google searching this morning is that the main reason why this shutdown has happened in the Democrats' eyes is because of Trump's travel ban. I know, I don't quite get how it got to that stage either, but that's American politics for you. And when I'm in uh, Hawaii and in L.A., I am sure I'll be updating you on the uh, politics news that I'm seeing on the TV and in papers all around the US. So now I actually want to talk a bit about Australian politics because this is a very interesting world at the moment too and I actually read an article about Bill Shorten. If you don't know Australian politics and if you are an Australian over the age of 16, you need to know Australian politics because you're, if you're 18, you're voting, man. Uh, obviously, some people don't vote but like know your country's politics. Even if it's a baseline level, just just know like at least what the parties are. And if you don't know what the parties are, the main three parties that we have are the Greens, the Liberal Party, and the Labour Party. Then there's some other parties that we just ignore, like One Nation. uh what's that Nick Xenophon Party? Yeah, we'll just ignore them. Oh. And don't forget that we are actually in a coalition government at the moment because I forgot there's actually technically a fourth major party and I can't remember the name of it, but it is basically the one that Barnaby Joyce is the head of, hence why Barnaby is our Deputy Prime Minister. Oh, I'm having a bit of a brain fart and I can't remember the name of it, but that's how our our government system works. As I said, if you don't know, do yourself a favour, find out because, you know, you kind of want to know who you're voting for. So, I am in the seat of Sydney, which means that my current member is Tanya Plibersek on the federal level. On the state level, not gonna lie, oh yes I do know who it is, it's Alex Greenwich on the state level, um, and on the local council level, it's Clovermore, woot um, woot, oh sorry, uh, <laughs> so Clovermore is our, like, mayor of the city of Sydney. Uh, Alex Greenwich is the Sydney member in the state government and, of course, Tanya is the... um, She is the deputy of the Labour Party. So, you know, she's she's pretty cool. Um, So, Australian politics at the moment is having a bit of a conversation about Australia Day. Now, if you don't know what Australia Day is... That is essentially the day where, in my opinion, the first fleet, or the, the Australian settlers, came and invaded Australia. Now, I just, just FYI, before we start this topic, I recently did an Aboriginal Studies uh, unit. So I have a, a decent amount of knowledge um, on this, because a lot of our stuff that we learned was on this. But also, I have a kind of medium-strength opinion about this. I do not think that Australia twenty six uh, the 26th of January should be celebrated as Australia Day because that is the day in which the British government refused to um, see that Australia was actually already settled and had been settled for what some people debate between 20,000 to like 60,000 plus years by the Aboriginal Australians... And so they were just like, nah, nah, man, that, that 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 land all over there, that's terra nullius, which means that it is inhabited by no one as it has not got dwellings on it, which is another debate in and of itself. So they were like, mm, no dwellings, we can invade and build our own ve- dwellings and claim it as a part of the Commonwealth under the current uh, monarch, who at that time... I'm not sure who that was. I think it was a king. Definitely wasn't Queen Victoria. Um, but, yeah, so, so no, so that was essentially what happened. Um, now, there's a lot of stories that have come out of it about how uh, the some of the settlers were actually very friendly with the uh, owners of this land, and that is what the Aboriginal peoples are. They are the owners of this land. Uh, if... Some of you may have heard the, um, the welcome to country, which can only, by the way, be performed by an Aboriginal Australian. Um, a acknowledgement of country is what someone like myself would perform, which says that we acknowledge that this land um, basically is owned by, in my area, the Eora Nation, uh, the people of the Eora Nation. Um, different areas have different country names because, too, that's the thing. This is one country. There are hundreds of countries within Australia. Are you confused yet? I know. So anyway, so there is a uh, a society that had been living on this land for 60,000 plus years and yet the British government were like, lol, jokes, they don't live there, we're just going to invade. So that's what they did. So I don't think that... Uh, January 26th could be, should be called Australia Day. And if any of my family members are sitting there watching, I can imagine a lot of you are shaking your head and being like, no, 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 no. January 26th is Australia Day. Mmm, sorry. I disagree. We'll just have to agree to disagree. And also, the reason why I say that I know that there's going to be a lot of my family members that disagree is because a lot of my family uh, live in Queensland. And, um... Queensland tends to be, like, more conservative in certain areas. So I obviously live in the middle of Darlinghurst. If you don't know where Darlinghurst is, that's smack bang in the middle of the city, kind of. So, you know, it's it's pretty liberal in terms of its views. I don't mean liberalism like the Liberal Party who are a conservative party. Now it's really getting confusing. I mean, like, we are generally forward thinkers, um... That's the best way of describing it. So too in, in Darlinghurst, I, I was raised around a like hundreds of different people. When my parents moved in in this street, it used to be all brothels. Now it's family, young families, it's um, same-sex couples, it's a varying demographic of ages and ethnicities and it's just like it's life in in, in that purest form it's it's a harmony of races if you're going to be uh, very hmm political with how i say this um but yeah so basically i grew up in an area where i would walk out onto the street and i would every morning to go to school and i would see someone who is homeless i would see i actually went to school with quite a few students who identified as um Indigenous or Torres Strait Islander. I went to school with people that were first-generation Australians and their parents had come over from various different countries in which they had to potentially also flee because of hardships that was happening in that country, such as war or famine or all those kinds of things. So I've been raised in a hot pot of ethnicities, basically, is the best way to say it. I've also been raised with people that come from single-parent households or same-sex parent households. All that kind of stuff, and I was cool with it. But some of my family members um, weren't to put it to put it straight. And um, they're all very nice people. I love all my family, but we just have differing opinions about things. And my opinion is that you know that Australia was invaded, and their opinion is that it wasn't. So you Know we're just gonna agree to disagree, like, I, I can't be bothered to get into a fight without it. Um, so yeah, so I, I believe that this country was invaded by the British peoples, and I think a lot of um, change and acceptance of this uh, ideal, like, idea amongst people that weren't actually um, Aboriginal Australians or Torres Strait Islanders probably started when Kevin Rudd, formerly known as Kevin07, our Prime Minister, for a few years there, didn't do too well, but, you know, that's alright. Australian politics is hard, apparently, at the moment. I'm surprised that Malcolm's not been booted off yet by Tony Abbott, so, you know. Um, But Kevin07 made an apology for the stolen generations, and... Well, that's another topic, the whole Stolen Generations thing. That's just another colossal screw-up by our, go- our government, which reparations for that have, have not been made, and oh, my God. But he apologised. And since that time, there's kind of been more people wanting to learn about the original settlers, shall we say. Uh, if you're listening on the podcast, I just put that in a little, like, or quotation marks because let's just call them settlers for the sake of it um, so that they don't sound like they're invaders which is what many people believe they are I myself included in that so the invaders um, so it kind of didn't really apologize for that and when Australia was invaded ah there was a lot of people that were pushed off their land and one of the things of Terra Nullius, which I just want to say just to kind of round up this conversation, which has been a bit weird, but I hope that I kind of make you want to go out and do some research about about uh, the invasion of Australia and help you form your own opinion. Whether it is that we weren't invaded or that we were, sorry, not that we, that the we as in the Europeans, which I can include myself in, invaded Australia or did not. Though, of course, I didn't do it myself personally because I was from to at that time. Um, but whether you believe that it was invaded or not, I, I think it's a really good idea if you guys go out and do some more research because here's a point that I think I just want to leave you guys with, which is that under Nullius, which basically means land inhabited by no one with no dwellings, there was one of the clauses was that land that had not been farmed So there was no sign of backburning and reaping what they sowed and all this kind of stuff. And yet, there was. So it's been described that the Aboriginal peoples led a nomadic lifestyle, which in some cases is partially true. I mean, it's not 100% true, but... (laughs) It sort of is so there is proof that they found when they've done digs in uh like places i think uh, particularly along the hawkesbury river there is a case of this where they have found that the land has very clearly been farmed before the time of when the invaders arrived in australia so the aboriginal peoples would care for that land they would reap that land with what they sowed, and then they would also practice back burning. Now, if you don't know what back burning is, it's basically a way to prevent bushfires, beg your pardon, in, in what the modern world is. But it's also a way to kind of replenish the land and start from scratch with that, what we generally would see now as a, the paddock. So, yeah, so basically, there is proof that there was a agriculture um in the works on australia or in australia when the invaders arrived and there was also dwellings on the land so hate to break it to you guys but um yeah terranulius was kind of uh null and void as terranulius is literally the the transaction the uh the translation means null and void and um uh, yeah, that whole using of using as the uh, reasoning, nah, it does not work. So this Australia Day, again in quotation marks, um, I won't be celebrating it. Not gonna lie, probably gonna be at the gym. Um, but I will also be thinking about the Aboriginal Australians and Torres Strait Islanders who were forced off their land and basically had all of their um, history and customs stripped away from them methodically over the years, which is currently still happening today. So, have a think about it. Um, You know, if you guys disagree with me, let me know in the comments. I'm happy to hear if people disagree with me. I mean, whatever, that's what this kind of thing is about. But... You know, at least before you disagree with me, go and do some research and form your own opinion. And I think that is the main thing I want each of you to do after this podcast, if you're listening to it. Form your own opinion about what actually happened in Australia when the invaders, or settlers, as they like to be called by the Daily Telegraph, arrived. All right, as always, uh, subscribe if you're on YouTube Uh, Also, subscribe if you are on Podcasts or SoundCloud. Uh, Give it a like, give it a review, all that kind of fun stuff. And I will see you guys next week for another vlog or for another podcast of Piety Chat. Au revoir!